this happens. Today is Sunday, February 21st, 2021. Sunday service. The title today's theme is the Feast of Pentecost. Make today's teaching uh, be used to give us freedom in this morning. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready, Christian? Something's going to happen this morning. We're having a series of the celebrations of Israel. And today we are on the fourth celebration. Last week we, celeb we, cele we celebrated, not because I just carried Eliana, but after the day of first fruits, something started to happen. Take notes. Our first uh, vigil will be in March. Today, um, to testify, some have asked me if you couldn't bring your first fruit, you still can. Some people were asking uh, on social media if they can bring their uh, first fruits. But in less than 24 hours after Sunday service, God started to do awesome things in our family with my wife. God started to move in a powerful way. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you today. I'm gonna tell you on the vigil day. It's powerful. I, I'm like wowed. It's the power of the first fruits. In less than 24 hours, God had already returned the fr our first fruits. God started to open a lot of doors you have no idea. Today I'm going to share with you this word. Today is the celebration of the Pentecost. All the things that they were singing, all the songs they were singing today. Even the ephod, ephod that the women had is the ephod of fire. We were singing fire. And we were singing about celebration. I hope you are connected this morning. Open your Bible. We're going to be on Le Leviticus 23, verse 15 through 16. Leviticus 23, 15 to 16. Our king deserves all reverence. When the president is going to give a speech, 
they applaud, people applaud for like 15 minutes, but you, you are before the King of Kings. Leviticus 23, 15 to 16. And you shall count for yourselves from the day after Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf, off the wave offering seven sabbaths shall be completed last week we talked about uh, one of the important celebration the one of the pentecost is the one that's more the passover is more uh, important verse 16 says count 50 days to the day after the seventh sabbath then you shall offer a new grain offering to the lord it says 50 days after the seventh Sabbath, then you shall offer a new grain to the Lord. Something that you need to know is that God has always been specific with the numbers. You need to know that God has always been specific with the numbers, especially with the perfect number, number seven. What is also known as God's number. There's something that over over excels that that captivates me because it doesn't have to do with the number seven. It says seven weeks, but he wasn't specific in this number. God is talking and establishing these celebrations. He's talking about the seven weeks. And he says that you will count 50 days after the Sabbath, the seventh Sabbath, after Sabbath, after the celebration, after the main celebrations. God didn't give them a specific day. God didn't say, oh, it's going to be on Sunday, certain day with a certain, with a, an exact date. He just said, you're going to count seven weeks. You're going to count the 50 days. And in the 50th day, you're going to celebrate the celebration of the Pentecost. When on May 25th, we reopened our church when, they were, when we were celebrating the Pentecost last year when they told us to close the churches but the president said he talked and said that we can open our churches so God wasn't specific he wasn't specific in saying what day but he said you will count the days there's something special in the number 50. Number 50 means revelation. It's power. Who has 50 years here? Don't raise your hand. But I want to tell you this morning that you're not going on your way out because there's some people that say oh when I'm 50 I'm already on my way out no no that's not true 
you're about to get revelation. Look, Christian. Christian says he wants to be 50, but no, no, no. He still needs to get married and all of that. 50 is power. 50 is liberation, liberty, freedom. So when I saw the significant, significant, it means revelation. It means that you're going to celebrate the celebration of Pentecost. When I see this, the significance of revelation, he wants us to count. If we knew the date, we didn't have to count, right? But he wants us to count. He wants us to count. Are you ready? Point number one. Point number one this morning. He wants us to count what is growing inside of us. He wants us to count what is growing inside of us. My question to you is, what is it that is growing inside of you? What is it that is growing inside of you? What is it that is growing inside of you? See, what's growing inside of you, you need to share it. He wants us to tell or share what's growing inside of us because we are getting ready. We are getting ready with what is inside of us. I don't think you are understanding me. Let me get closer to you. He wants us to, to count what is inside of us. But what is it that's inside of us? I see people in, in the gospel and in the ways of God that don't grow. Can you, I have permission? The only thing that grows is their tongue. If, if their faith grew like their tongues grew, then we will be moving in a different level, dimension. But what is growing inside of us, what grows inside of us provokes an environment. I've always said that what you live in the spirit, you reflected uh, with your, your flesh, through your flesh. When you live in the spirit, you reflect in your flesh. Those that are going through depression, what happens? Uh, I have been there. I was under the spirit of anxiety. But when you are in, in the spirit of depression, you don't come all happy and all, right? You don't want nobody to talk to you. You isolate yourself. You go, you move away from people. But it's not that you are the, the bad person, but a spirit that's operating. And uh, when you let it grow, the, if you don't let it go, the spirit of depression pulls you and pulls you into suicide. So what is as God's children, what is growing inside of us is Jesus. If Jesus is growing inside of you, what's happening this morning is that you are having life, is that you're growing, is that you are creating an environment that will provoke miracles. 
I think I'm the only one emotion with this word. If I were you, I would be praising God this morning. I would be clapping this morning. I will be saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because COVID didn't kill me. Thank you because when I was infected and I was at the hospital, I didn't die because I was, I'm still here to complete your purpose. What is it that's growing inside of you? He wants, he wants you to, to share what's growing inside of you. He wants you to share what's growing inside of you. You know, there's people that don't grow in God. That they stay, they get stuck in the short, in the ways of God because they don't read the word of God. They're comfort, comfort, they're in a comfort zone. And they just repeat what they hear, but they don't experience. The Pentecost has to do with experience. With the Ruah of God. With the Holy Spirit. See this morning, I'm going to go a little bit uh, deeper. Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 10 it says then you shall keep the feast of weeks to the Lord your God with the tribute of a free will offering from your hand which you shall give as the Lord your God blesses you something you have to see is that all these celebrations have to do with giving all of these celebrations all these celebrations have to do with giving God is specific all these celebrations are about giving and in each of one of them God specifies that you should not present yourself with empty hands that you should not present yourself with empty hands verse 16 says three times a year all males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses at the feast of unleveled bread at the feast of weeks and at the feast of tabernacles and they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed this is incredible because in the in the days before when the king would invite people to come to the palace to an event people could not come with empty-handed Especially if they owed something to the king. We, we that come to celebrate celebration to the king of kings, you need to bring something. Bring your heart. Bring your your soul. Your act. Your attitude. Your um, yearning to do something. Bring your your flag. Your tambourine. Bring something and present it to God. You need to bring something else. <clears throat> not, not only complaints. Not only your bitterness. Not only your tiredness. Bring a worship. Bring a grateful gift something that that he can rejoice and he can say that 
my child from ADS, he makes me so proud. When he comes and brings his heart and presents it to me to, at my altar in front of my presence, how pleased am I? am I when he plays the tambourine or how pleased am I when he lifts up his flag in the midst of sickness look God says I know that my child could stay at home but he didn't he came and risked it all he is risking it all for love for me for the love of me and that is why I'm gonna bless him He wants you to bring worship, bring the best of yourself. God said on the 50th day, see we've been coming and talking about the prophetic calendar of God and we would see that what um, revelation and freedom means, aside from that, the number uh, 70, appears 50 the number 50 appears 70 times in the bible in the 2020 us uh, our our theme from last year was of renovation the year of renovation was last year's theme you know what happens in the year of renovation, a renewing? It's a, a temp, um, season of opening roads. What we started to live and we started to see in the midst of difficult situation, in the midst of a pandemic, God started to open ways. You don't know it, but God started to open ways. Wait, you don't know what's coming on 2021. You don't know because God has protected you. You don't know that during that year that you were living, God was preparing you for something something powerful, something that you don't understand right now. Even the sickness that you might be living in your body, you don't understand. But God is opening ways. And He is saying all that that came to be green again that that relived I'm preparing it so it can grow and can give fruits God always has a purpose with what he has restored God always has a purpose with what he has restored he always has a purpose with what he has restored don't think that he simply renewed things so you can sit at a chair. No, he rescued you because he has a purpose specifically for your life. Your responsibility is to discover them. That in this walk that you're having, you can come or go to or reach the your purpose. Point number two. Everything God says has a purpose. Everything that God says has a purpose. Everything that God speaks has a purpose. Everything that God speaks has a purpose. 
Everything that God speaks has a purpose. If God has spoken over your word, it's because he is counting on you. Everything that God has talked over your over your life has a purpose. You see, everything that you have received from God, the word that you have received from God has came into the system, into your, your womb. And everything that enters in the womb gives birth to something. Something starts to grow. But it doesn't only grow or, or gives birth, but it grows. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me. This is Jesus speaking. But I choose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. I have chosen you. And that your fruit shall remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. You see, there's people that say, oh, we can come before God and ask him. But if you ask God, doesn't mean that he's going to give it to you. He's been specific. He says, I have chosen you and appointed you so you should go and bear fruit. So he's being specific here. He, re he replies. It's uh, incredible, right? Everything that God speaks has a purpose. Again, what happens uh, with the celebration of Pentecost that has to do with uh, prophetic? We're going to jump into the New Testament right now, if you don't believe me. But prophetically, when we talk about the Pentecost, what happens? A lot of these celebrations prophetically have been already uh, completed. And in the New Testament, let me go a little bit into the Old Testament. When he says to Moses to prepare the people that he is going to give them something. Do you remember in the Mount Sion? And he says, he says, prepare my people because I will, I am giving them the Ten Commandments. The intention of God wasn't to give them the Ten Commandments and make a pact or a covenant with these people through the Ten, the ten Commandments on, on a tablet. God wanted to have a priesthood, a, a reign of priesthood where he wanted to, to write and have a covenant with them. Writing the, the Ten Commandments in their hearts. I haven't confused you, right? What is it that happens? God tells them, prepare the people 
a preparation that was just a, a few days and go up to the mountain because I am going to write the Ten Commandments in their hearts. I know that you're thinking, well, how can that be writing in their hearts? What was happening is that from the Old Testament, he wanted to give them the Ruah. You know what the Ruah is? You know, the, it's the, whole, the breath of the Holy Spirit. From the Old Testament, he wanted to give them the Holy Spirit. When that mountain started to shake, and that mountain started to blow smoke, God had prepared the environment, the place. He had prepared the mountain. That's why it was called the mountain of God. That's where Moses came to, to his encounters with God. It was prepared so that God could give them his presence, his Ruah. But you know what happened? You know what happened? They rejected it. They rejected it. They said no. God wanted to give them. He wanted to have a a, a priesthood. Priesthood. But they said no, no, we don't want to be priests. I'll explain a little bit. So what happens? Tell tell Moses and he can tell us what you tell him you know what happened that when they got there and saw that the, the mountain was on fire there was smoke coming out of it they said no no uh, you go you go see what's happening up there they told Moses the intention of God has always, always been that his people be blessed. His intentions have, have always been for his people to be blessed. It always has been for his people to be blessed. It had always been to be blessed or bless his people. You know who are the problematic people? Us. Our attitude, our character, our character doesn't let us a lot of times. Our attitudes in the way, that is why that we don't grow and we're just stuck in our own ways, in different way, uh, parts of our lives. But again, God starts to prepare the environment, starts to prepare the environment, and that takes us to point number three, the upper room. And what happens there, if you remember, when God celebrated Passover with his, or Easter with his people, he said, I'm not going to eat this bread again with you. Or until we all sit in that table that I'm gonna go and prepare for where I am, you can be as well. 
and we're going to eat that bread together in the in the table of our God, of our Father. After that, he shares um, Easter. He dies, and after he leaves, and that he returns to heaven, he says, I will send you what our Father always wanted to give you. And he says, wait in that place. And they go to the upper room. And they go to that room to wait. But I have something to tell you what happens in that room. Because the quantity of people that received that experience was a group more bigger. The group grew smaller. And everything that God is going to do, uh, the group will reduce. And here, there's also people that that um, get impatient because things don't happen what they want it to happen. And you start to get desperate. And then God says he's going to do and give me and heal me. And when it doesn't come in the time that we want get desperate and they leave that place he said wait he wasn't specific he only said wait wait there those that got impatient left but the ones that waited, Acts 2 from 1 to 4, says when the day of Pentecost, I want to explain something. When they came and celebrated the Passover or Easter, in the New Testament, a lot of people had left and gone to different uh, countries, Italy, Turkey, just to give you an example. All these uh, celebrations had to be celebrated so every year they would come from different places countries you know there and they had children that came so a lot of them already talked different languages when they came to celebrate uh, Easter and they would and in 50 days, they will come back and celebrate Pentecost. Let's go back to the Word of God. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one according in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. God doesn't tell you when He's going to do it. He doesn't tell you. But all of a sudden, He's going to surprise you. But all of a sudden, he will surprise you. But all of a sudden, he will surprise you. Get ready because I'm going to prophesy something this day. I don't know what you've been waiting for, what you have been talking to God about. I don't know what you've been searching for in the altar of God. But in this morning, I want to tell you what you're waiting for. What you have been talking has come or will come all of a sudden over your life will come all of a sudden over your life. 
verse 2 says and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house filled the whole house where they were sitting it filled the whole room it filled that place where they were sitting verse 3 then there were appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with the tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit God give, gave the Ten Commandments in the Mount of Sion to Moses and he establishes a covenant with them but in the New Testament there's established a new covenant with Jesus You see, before, before the his own people rejected him, God had already prepared a different environment. If you realize again, the God's people re rejected again. He re they rejected him again. He rejected what God wanted to give them because if you realize how many people were in that upper room, there wasn't a lot. It wasn't a whole uh, village. It was a few people. But God had already prepared the environment and the place so he can establish a kingdom of priesthood God doesn't want us to live through emotion then we can only come and get emotional with the word there's people that get emotional with a, a preacher or a word I don't want to make you emotional I want you to grow I want you to produce to give fruits to bless other lives But a lot of times we get excited emotionally. You see, people that are not growing, it's because they, they don't have the presence of God in their lives. People that are not growing get emotional with whatever, whatever little thing. I know you didn't like it because you want you want something uh, pretty, but I'm not pretty. I'm a preacher. In uh, your favorites, it's not pastora or myself, because as a pastor, I have to speak the truth and I have to discipline you because it's my responsibility before God. And if I leave it, you know what's gonna happen? You see what God does a lot of times. He, what happens with a kite? I have told you before, the kite 
the kind you you give a string and you start to fly it you give more string you release more string you release and it starts to blow with the air it starts to fly but when you want to pull it back what happens what is uh, is it that happens you've never flown a kite the kite starts to spin that's what happens with us a lot of times when God wants to pull that string of us our string what happens you start to spin why because a lot of times we have uh, we have uh, gone away from the presence of God why do you think that us as pastors we push you to have a devotional every day what was the last day you had a devotional what was the last time that you had a devotional we have given you ideas how to do your devotionals somebody says 21 days only the 21 days of of uh, fasting no no it has to be every day right every day we need to do that because it's your growth just how you eat just how you just like with Eliana uh, as time passes his her food's gonna be changing oh look the the best example that God revelation that God's given me right now her food is going to start changing when uh, the kids when you start changing their food you start to realize what they're allergic to or what uh, doesn't sit well with them the only thing that in church a lot of people are allergic to a lot right Yes, help us, God. You see, this is what uh, attracts me or captivates me. God sent Jesus as our mediator between the Father, from between us and the Father. He's our mediator. That's why when we pray, that's why we say in the name of Jesus, because He is being the mediator. He's being the filter for us. God didn't want anybody else to be there. God wanted to be having an encounter with his people. He wanted to in reality have a have us know him. See that that trip that they took from Egypt to the promised land, all through that trip, all he wanted was for them to know him. For them to know him even in the day he tells Joshua he tells Joshua to to prepare them remind them that that they're not going into that place the promised land because of their own strength it's not because of their strength and ability 
it's because of my ability and my mercy and everything that you have is because of the mercy of God your children's health your health is the mercy of God even the house that you have is the mercy of God even the walk that you're having is the mercy of God what's happening in your life is the mercy of God the work is the mercy of God everything that you have gone through is by the mercy of God even Ileana this baby was born because of the mercy of God God's intentions have always been that you and I will be blessed but it has been our bad decisions it has been our character our attitude that has just pulled us the one that has um, allowed it to have a bill a thousand two hundred years two thousand years the rule of God in that upper room first Peter 2 9 to 10 It says, but you, 1 Peter 2, 9-10, but you are a chosen generation. So, us Americans, us Mexicans, us Guatemalans, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a real priesthood, because now the Holy Spirit has a holy nation, his own special people that may proclaim the praise, the praises of him who have called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. After God leaves earth, there was people that had had experiences. There were people that experienced the power of God through Jesus. There was people that, including the disciples, uh, there were people that God did something, but they didn't, ex they didn't share their experience. Acts 1.8 Acts 1.8 says but you shall receive power when the even Peter Peter uh, with his uh, strong character he couldn't talk about what he had seen the miracles he had seen let's see the promise of God says the Holy Spirit comes upon you you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth even Peter couldn't testify even after that Jesus left he had he was ashamed about sharing like many of you might understand this morning but you see his life changed after after an experience with the Holy Spirit his life ch changed after the experience with the Holy Spirit 
the problem is that we always get emotional with whatever whatever um, preaching or preacher but not with the spirit the experiences with the Holy Spirit because there are experiences that we're gonna have that will never that will change us and they will never be the same and wherever you go even if you fail the Holy Spirit will remind you of that that, that has happened in your life that that has happened in your life wherever you go he will always remind you that moment that experience that glory that you experience Peter he didn't only preach to a few people you see what the Word of God says you can see that when the first church was established in, in Acts he didn't preach to two people. He preached to thousands of people. 3,000, 5,000 were the ones that were, were coming to the Lord with his preachings. You know why? Because there was a presence of God. Because there was a presence of God. You know what we need a lot of times? Should I say it or should you say it? The presence of God. Sometimes we need or we, we have no presence of God. Oh, I'm like this. No, no, it's because you need the presence of God. Oh, that's how I am. That's my character. No, no, no. What you need is the presence of God. Right? That was my excuse before. Oh, that's how God made me. No, no. When there's a presence of God, even that that attitude, God starts to mold it. Look at the character Peter had. God moved it and changed it because of experience. That's why it's important that when you come to the house of the Lord, you're expecting a new experience. People, people get emotional, excited with the Pentecostal word. But they don't realize the heart of God for his people. One, one last thing. I'm going to finish with this. Do you give me permission? There's people that say that they're full of the spirit, but they're in gossip. They say that they're full of the Holy Spirit, but they're lifting up war and they're judging people. They say that they're full of the Holy Spirit, but they're in witchcraft. They say that they're full of the Holy Spirit and they don't give their tithes or offering. Right? Oh, it's true. Because when you have, when you are full of the Spirit of God, there's discernment in you. The Spirit is powerful. Something activates when you're full of the Spirit of God. Something needs to be activated. That's why when you come to the house of the God of the Lord and you have a grateful heart, something is activating inside of you. That's why you cannot leave as you came. When you go home, 
you need to go differently because you need to have an experience you just didn't come to dance and jump no you came to have an experience with God and that and the experiences is where the miracles happen and that's when when miracles happen stand to your feet in this morning